Well, good morning. It's uh, Tuesday. Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. Tuesday, November 10th, 2020. This is PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. Uh, I'm Peter Lawrence. I'm in uh, Los Angeles. Uh, we got to keep an eye on Donald Trump because there's something hinky going on. Uh, uh, Donald Trump announced on uh, Twitter Monday that he had, uh, uh, yesterday, that he had fired Secretary of Defense Mark Esper and that Christopher Miller, who serves as the, uh, he's the uh, director of the National Counterterrorism Center, uh, will become acting secretary effective immediately. Now, if you remember, Esper was among those uh, administration officials in uh, 2019 who urged the president to release the aid to Ukraine that Trump blocked as he pressured the country, you know, the quid pro quo thing uh, that Republicans refused to investigate in the Senate. Um, Also to investigate uh, Ukraine's alleged support, support for Hillary Clinton in the 2016 election, which didn't happen. Uh, and Esper cautioned, uh, also cautioned Trump not to uh, completely pull troops out of northern Syria in October of 2019. Remember when that happened? And then Russia filled the vacuum? Yeah, remember? And then um, after National Guard troops and U.S. Park Police violently uh, dispersed those peaceful, uh, peaceful protesters in June so Trump could hold a photo op in front of that church you know, holding up a Bible that wasn't even his. <laughs> uh, um, Esper decided to keep, uh, 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 try, took extra caution to try and keep the U.S. military out of the uh, realm of the presidential's uh, uh, political, the president's political uh, uh, desires, I suppose. Um, and Esper's rift with the president uh, uh, deepened after he said in June a press briefing that he did not support using active duty troops to quell the large-scale protests across the United States uh, triggered by the uh, death of uh, George Floyd at hands of police. Asper has been somewhat calm <laughs> compared to Trump. And in, in other words, um, Asper did not want U.S. troops in the streets during the unrest over the summer, told the president not to invoke the Insurrection Act and in recent months was subjected to uh, White House ire over his insistence that the Pentagon and U.S. military not be part of the president's re-election campaign. You remember they, uh, the military wanted to stay out of politics, which makes sense, and it's important that they do. Anyway, Esper's firing has raised concern that other top national security officials who have earned Trump's wrath... Um, may be next in line uh, to be fired. But I, I'm a little bit more concerned about something else. I'll get to that in a second. Um, Trump and some of his uh, conservative allies have become increasingly frustrated with CIA Director Gina Haspel in recent weeks, uh, accused her of delaying the release, release of documents that they believe would expose, you know, the deep state, uh, deep state plots against Trump. Um, uh Trump and his allies have also uh, criticized FBI Director Christopher Wray over his failure to produce information uh, that they claim would be harmful to the president's uh, political enemies, including Biden. 
Uh, and now the White House has removed the head of the program that produces the uh, federal government's most definitive scientific report on climate change. And that's according to sources with uh, uh, knowledge of the move. Um, Michael Cooperberg had worked as executive director of the U.S. Global uh, uh, Change Research Program, which produces the National uh, Climate Assessment. My concern is, I mean, he he, he fought, uh, I mean, he, he, he fired Esper. And whoever's going in is probably going to do his bidding. Is he trying to get the military on his side for his own coup? I mean, think about that. He's firing all these people that could stop him from a coup. The Republicans have decided not to recognize Biden as the president, and they're backing Donald Trump. Does this sound like a coup to you? This sounds really dangerous. Uh, He wants the military on his side. Hopefully the military will have some sense. Uh, Richard Pilger, director of the uh, elections crime branch in the Justice Department's public integrity uh, uh, section, told colleagues in an email that the attorney general was issuing an important new policy abrogating the uh, 40-year-old non-interference policy for ballot fraud investigations in uh, in the period prior to elections uh, becoming certified and uncontested. Um... He also forwarded uh, a memo to his colleagues in his resignation letter because, hmm, well, you think about this. Uh, Barr is now investigating stuff that he's not supposed to be investigating uh, because he told uh, uh, others to investigate, Uh, Pilger to investigate and he wouldn't do it. So Barr is doing it now. And of course, Barr is Trump's yes man. So more, more stuff is going to go on that is going to cause questioning of the election. I I swear there's going to be a war. I swear there's going to be a war. We got to be really careful. Trump is planning something and this is going to be really bad. Now, if you're in Georgia, listen carefully. If you're not in Georgia and planning to move there in the next couple of weeks, now would be the time to do it if you want to vote in in the next election. So for Georgians wondering about the schedule, here are uh, some key dates that you need to know about for the the races. The, The Senate. The Senate is on the line in Georgia. If you want to move to Georgia right now, damn it, do it. Register as soon as you get there. So, November 18th is the earliest day for the registrar to mail an absentee ballot uh, for the general election runoff. Uh, December 7th, Pearl Harbor Day, is the voter registration deadline to vote in the runoff election for the Senate. December 14th, is when uh, uh, in-person early voting begins for the uh, general election, for the runoffs. Two Senate races. Remember, we talked about this yesterday. Two Senate races. Uh, And January 5th, 2021, is the uh, election 
for uh, those two Georgia Senate seats. Oh, man, wouldn't that be nice? Uh, Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson. Um, you ever watch uh, the old, uh, uh, which Star Trek was it? Uh, uh, the Star Trek with the whales. Was that um, Star Trek 3? The movie? Huh. The one with the whales. They go into the hospital. And uh, uh, I think it's uh, Sulu is going into the hospital. And if you listen to the speaker, uh, the loudspeaker, they're, they're, they're calling for Dr. Dr. Dover, Dr. Ben Dover. Please report to Proctology. Not kidding. It's in there. <laughs> anyway, HUD Secretary, Secretary Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, he's a member of the White House Coronavirus uh, Task Force. He tested positive for the coronavirus uh, yesterday morning after experiencing symptoms that uh, made him decide to get a test. Um, Dave Bossy, uh, President Trump's uh, outside advisor, who was recently tapped to lead the campaign's legal challenges, he's tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, <clears throat> and before those two, in addition, Meadows and at least five White House staffers uh, tested uh, positive for COVID-19 uh, last week, along with one campaign staffer. Uh, one of those uh, positive was Nick Trainer, the Trump campaign uh, battleground states director. And I'm sure uh, Trump is, doesn't really care about him. He's probably quite upset with him, I would, I would assume. And I'm surprised he's still working for Trump. So we're number one again. We're number one. The U.S. has had 10 million reported coronavirus cases, which of course means that there are a lot more. Remember the study we talked about recently. Uh, in Florida, one in 25 residents have had COVID. Uh, in fact, uh, there have been, I, I think there was one that had it twice. Uh, as of uh, Monday, 43 states reported at least 10% more COVID-19 cases compared to last week. Uh, and it's not increasing of testing that's doing it because these cases are um, uh, rising faster than the testing. The U.S. Have aver has averaged 100 uh, almost 109,000 new COVID-19 cases a day over the last week. That's how many per day over the last week. Um, let's see. The most infections ever reported in one day was on Saturday. That was uh, 128 and a half thousand new cases. Uh, 19 states reported record high COVID-19 hospitalizations over the weekend. Of the 43 states where new cases soared more than 10% this past week, 10 states have seen increases of more than 50%. Hawaii, oh, Hawaii. Man, they just relaxed their, their uh, uh, restrictions. So Hawaii, Iowa, Kansas, Maine, Minnesota, Nebraska, Oklahoma, Oregon, uh, Vermont, and Washington State. Minnesota Governor Tim Waltz said Monday he would announce new shutdown restrictions 
in Minnesota this week uh, amid uh, an explosion of uh, cases of the uh, coronavirus. This is going to be a short one today. I'll tell you why in a minute. The Virgin Hyperloop completed the first test of its high-speed transportation technology with humans on board. Uh, The company's Hyperloop pod traveled 500 meters and reached speeds of 100 miles per hour. I want to tell you something. When I was in fourth grade, I went to my father and I said, Hey, can you get me some plastic tubing? Because I want to wrap it with wire and run a magnetic field through it and see if I can float cards, cars, through a tube. And he said, Michael, don't be silly. I was way ahead of my time because that's exactly what this is. Uh, Anyway, um, the company's Hyperloop uh, pod traveled 500 meters and reached speeds of 100 miles per hour. And that's that's pretty quick when you consider 500 meters is two football fields. That's zero to 100. That's like a free fall. How many G's is that? I wonder how many G's that is. I'd have to think about that. Anyway, shares of Beyond Meat dropped as much as 28% Monday in after-hours trading following the release of disappointing third-quarter results. But not so fast, you people that are pulling out of Beyond Meat. Um, McDonald's announcement of plant-based line called the McPlant uh, sparked confusion um, uh, among in- investors in uh, Beyond Meat. And let me tell you why. Um, Beyond Meat made the meatless burger patty for McDonald's to test in Ontario. So it's possible that McDonald's is going to be using Beyond Meat. Anyway, the, uh, uh, McDonald's declined to provide uh, CNBC with any details of its suppliers uh, for the uh, forthcoming products, for the, uh, for the release, for the um, nationwide release of burgers. And maybe it's because McDonald's wants to get in on some uh, cheap stocks so they can save some money. But we'll see. We'll see what's going on. Anyway, that's it. Like I said, it was a short one. Uh, the reason it's a short one is right now I'm at a job. I had to come over here uh, and do this the night before. So, eh, you know, most of it you're going to see in the news tomorrow anyway. Uh, uh, Unfortunately, uh, I have to leave at like, uh, I had to leave three hours ago to go to work. So I wasn't able to do it this morning. So I did it last night. Uh, But anyway, Thanks for coming and listen. Uh, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you. See if you can bring somebody else along with you. Tell them. Listen to PVTV, Political Views TV podcast. You can Google that and I will pop up. And remember, always remember, please remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. This is Peter Lawrence reporting from Los Angeles.